Man, you gotta love that. You gotta love how it just goes from this huge countdown, this huge thing, and then it's just me. Hello. Joey B here representing the one and only Blind Knowledge, blindknowledge.com. Yeah, my boy Johnny the Dream Chaser, aka Swagger Dagger, on the track in the back, man. Check him out, Swagger Dagger. We've had so much fun with these behind the content interviews and just, we got a lot of good things happening. And you're probably wondering, why am I seeing this dude with this backwards white hat keep showing up on my feet? Uh, well, let me tell you why. Because it's all in the plans, my friend. BlindKnowledge.com is going to be live so soon, very soon. And all jokes aside, it might even be in the next couple of days. So just keep it in refresh. But when it does go live, we are going to be live streaming just like this from BlindKnowledge.com. You're going to see live podcasts happen in real time. We're going to have live gamers. We're going to have all kinds of good stuff. Plus, we're going to have reruns, basically, of old shows that are not too old, but just, you know, that have happened already. We're going to have interviews that pop up. So there's going to be this consistent media stream of video, and it's going to come right at you, right in your face at blindknowledge.com. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on today's guest. Today's guest is a new member to Blind Knowledge in the Blind Knowledge Collective, so to say. This is Devon. Devon does crypto. The man knows. The man knows things. He knows things about crypto. He knows things about life. And he does this show called Bridging the Gap. Devon, thank you for coming on, bro. What's going on, Joey B? Yo, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. So crypto is your thing, dude. Crypto is the thing. How'd you how'd you even find it, dude? I, I stumbled upon crypto because I was really interested in mathematics. I've always been since I, I mean, always been since I was a kid. What they consider a weird kid, basically, what you want to say. I, I was always interested in things that other than whatever the whole mass would be involved in. Everybody, if the if the if the crowd like this, I want to look at something different. You know what I mean? I always don't want to be fitting into the into the square. I always wanted to look for something different. Okay. So I like mathematics to me because it made sense. You always get an answer. You know what I mean? When you talk about English and things of different uh, subjects of school, I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Because I would debate teachers left and right. You know what I mean? Because they would say, even debate my parents. If you say this, tell me why. If you if you get upset when I ask you why, then that means to me that's your opinion. But as you get older, you realize people people have told you the only stupid question is the question I'd ask. So I used to get upset. Why do you get upset with me when I ask why? All I wanted to do was no knowledge. I wanted more knowledge. So how am I supposed to obtain that knowledge if I don't ask a question? Yeah, and there's certain things that you were into that you dug that weren't really, you know, the whole curriculum. There was only a certain slither, and you wanted to learn as much as you could about that slither, which happened to be mathematics, right? Correct. So, like, I've always loved numbers. So around about 2010, I'm going to say, my brother and my and my older cousin, he was involved in the uh, investing and things of that sort. So they came to me, which I was, I'm always a skeptical. I'm going to ask you why. They came to me with this information about Coinbase and they told me about Binance and we could, we can make money by uh, investing some money into it and something called compounding interest. So I said, okay, makes sense. You know what I mean? Might as well put some money into a savings and, and start investing. Yeah. And I did that. You know what I mean? So when they told me what it was, it was like, yeah, this is crypto. Uh, they kept, no, they didn't call it crypto at the time. They just kept calling it Bitcoin. <laughs> Everybody would call it Bitcoin. That's all there was, right? It was just Bitcoin. So, yeah, that's what, pretty much that's all there was at the time. You know what I mean? But Bitcoin started to take on. 
and I like the compounded interest. And I'm like, wait, I was making money just sitting my money somewhere. So over time, like I said, I didn't really understand it at the time, but it was numbers. And all I know is they numbers kept adding. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm getting my bank account, and it's kind of sitting the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it definitely only makes sense if I wanted to better my life. This looks like the way to go. You know what I mean? But I would talk to people, different people about it and ask questions to different people. And people looking at me like I had three heads. They're like, what are you talking about? And I was so enthused about it. And I'm telling people, telling people, crypto, crypto, this Bitcoin stuff. People are like, man, you don't get out of my face. I ain't trying to hear nothing you're talking about. Like, it sounds like a scam. It's all a scam. And I'm just hearing, I'm like, you know what? It must be. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I was making money. Yeah. But one of the things that I talk about a lot is what we talk about, where I say me and you talk about what this is all about knowledge. I had my first knowledge experience with that because at the time, the crypto uh, where you could invest your money was overseas. It was all different countries and different continents. So it wasn't like an office I can go knock on a door. You know what I mean? It wasn't pick up a phone and call nobody. It was basically on blind faith. <laughs> yeah, that's taking a chance. It's, it's, it's putting yourself out there. It's putting your wallet out there too. Pretty much. And, and it is. But it, you know what I mean? I didn't really, I wasn't too afraid like most people was. If you're going to be successful in life or successful at anything, you got to take a chance. Yeah, you got to take a chance for sure. How else are you going to learn without failing? The only way you're going to learn is by failing. That's true. Mistakes. We learn from our mistakes is what I was told as a kid, and it still resonates to this day. 100%. Every every, every opportunity, you got to learn by mistakes. You know what I mean? How else are you going to get good? You know what I mean? How are you going to be great to yourself? But yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. It's trial and error. It's it's learning as we go and growing and evolving. And just kind of like crypto did. You said you got to start it back in when it was two digits. Uh, two digit pick going. And what is it now? It's got to be 33K today. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, last I checked, it was around about 40, 40, 42, 43. There you go. So it's back up. It's back up. It crashes down. It goes back up. Correct. Yeah, it's crazy. And now, now it's not just Bitcoin. Now it's Ethereum and it's Cardano and it's Matic and it's Algo and, and all these things, man. It's a lot to take on something new. And just like in school, as a child, nobody likes to learn nothing new. Don't nobody want to learn nothing new because why? We get comfortable. Sure. We know how that works. So as people, we become complacent and lazy and we don't want to try anything new. Why? Because we don't want to learn nothing new. We don't want to fail. And how else are we going to get it? <laughs> yeah. It's outside of our comfort zone. It's like, well, why, why risk it? There's just so much, you know, against it, I guess. Even if the numbers line up, it's still like if the popular popular crowd isn't isn't digging it maybe there's a reason why for that and correct think- we always worry about what the next guy do what, what right and i could like i had an example not i was just talking to somebody earlier when i was on my way home from work and i was like it was funny to me that i was having a conversation with some folks about that and about investment just a friendly normal conversation nothing nothing into into depth and one of the things they said to me was the, one of the very first things they said to me was what is warren buffett's uh, a take on that. And I looked at them like, yes, he's very wealthy. He has a lot of capital. Yeah. But you're still worried about what Warren Buffett is doing. Why aren't you worried about what you're going to do? I said, I'm right in front of you telling you something, knowledge, giving you all the information, have the books and anything you want to know right in front of you. I'm here. Mm-hmm. But yet you asked me what Warren Buffett doing. I can't wait to have that conversation with him again. I was going to love it because you know what just happened two days ago? What was that? Warren Buffett bought a, a billion in Bitcoin. <laughs> 
Did he really? Not wow. directly in, not directly into the cryptocurrency itself. He's using different companies that are going to profit from it from the backside. Interesting, interesting. Because his partner, his uh, business partner, is totally against Bitcoin. Totally. Well, in 2012, Warren Buffett called Bitcoin uh, rat poison. Did he? Wow, wow! Look who's come around. I, I would like to know how you feel about that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently it's not so poisonous at this stage in the game, but you know, it's changed. Things evolve. You know, crypto just came around in 05 and it just seems in the last five years, people are just starting to jump on the train and have some faith. See like, oh, wow. You know, these early investors, they're doing pretty damn good. Well, how do I get in on this? Absolutely. Now, like I've a couple friends of mine, they became very wealthy early on. And you would ask like most people won't listen to you per se. Right off the bat, because they're the first thing they do is what they go to ask is, what do you have? Right. Why don't you got a mansion? So I said, you're supposed to listen to this person. One thing is I tell most people when I'm talking to them about crypto, I said, one thing that I didn't do that you never paid attention to. I never asked you for a dollar. Mm. <laughs> mm. So I said, now one dollar. I don't say at the end of my spill, come on to my, come over here and let me teach you. I never said any of that. I said, the princess is up from the very beginning. Right. You're not charging for that info. Like, you, you see it everywhere. You see it on TikTok. You see it. You see it everywhere that people talk about crypto. It comes down to money. Everyone thinks their time is worth an abundance of money. It's like, and you're getting all these, these opinions, but you're not getting these factual numbers. You're not, you don't know why it's going up. Why is it going down? You know, why, why to crash? How's it going back up? Like, how does that work? And it seems like you're, you're geared towards more of that educational, informative flow where we can actually learn a thing or two from an independent party. Absolutely. And, and, and my own personal experience is my driving force. I watched myself from the mistakes that I made. I sat back and I analyzed those mistakes. I would have listened to my first intuition. We most likely probably wouldn't be having this conversation here today, my friend. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Things change. Things change quick. You gotta learn. You gotta learn from where you come from and what Absolutely. you've done. You have to know where, where the start of everything. You have to know where there where the beginning was. So how are you supposed to know where it's going to go? Yeah, you gotta know the history. You gotta know why things happen over time. I, I think you know, even myself, as you know, I have a little bit here and there. I'm out of the market right now, but I've been in it and then I've come out of it, and I've been in it and then I've come out of it. I think, from you know, personally speaking, I kind of listen to the talking heads too much. And I think, oh shit, I got to get out of it before it drops. And then like, oh God, I got to get back in before it goes up. And it's like this in and out kind of thing. And I think that happens to a lot of people, whether it's the FUD, you know, the uh, fear of fear and doubt. Or mm -hmm. That's my one of, that's my first and second mistake. Yeah. And I think it's happening a lot. It just seems like if someone just stays the course, they're going to do all right. But you have to believe. Yeah, so it comes down to, yeah, there's crypto, but it's more of a, of a psychology, more of a Absolutely. philosophy. You have to understand, first and foremost, for people to understand crypto is, and this is the reason that actually prompted me to even create a podcast per se, because I was talking to so many people, like over the years, over the last 20 years, me and my brother ran a moving company. So I traveled this country. And I've talked to so many different people from different walks of life and different, you know what I mean, from different countries, different continents. And we've had these conversations and so many people don't even understand the money that we are getting today. 
So how are you supposed to trust something new if you don't even under fully understand what you're dealing with today? That's a good point. It's like, how can you get into something and, and really trust it if you don't know about it? If you don't know the ins and outs, if you don't know what drives that up and down, you know, I, I still don't, you know, and hopefully we'll, we'll listen to your podcast and we'll get educated on. And something I really dig about your show and your podcast and what we're building with over at Blind Knowledge you know, it, it's about not only crypto, but it's about meditation almost. There's this vibe to your show and your podcast that it's like, it's very chill. It's like you have to really go on this spiritual journey to understand yourself, to understand crypto. Correct, correct, correct. So that's like the reason why I changed my name and I branded it, created a company and created a NFT company and website called newvlight.nft. It's going to be a, just a display case of different NFTs that are different pictures about the things that mean a lot to me, which is my family. We got uh, even my, 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 my three daughters and my son, my wife, uh, my French bulldog, Louis. That's my, he's mainly majority of the NFTs. He's little guy. You know what I mean? I just want to show him some love. And at the end of the day, everybody loves animals. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? Yeah, for sure. Might as well, Louis. I'm like, Louis, I'm going to, I call him Louis because he's, I call him as King Louis. <laughs> King Louis. Well, you got you already have a Shiba dog, you know, out there. We got Shiba coin. We got Doge coin. You know, maybe Louis coin or Louis NFTs is the next one to take off. But what do you, what do people do with that NFT? They just, they buy it and then they have it? Like what, what do they do? So the, the, the full understanding of my, I mean, full functionality of what I want to the NFT to actually become. It's not per se as a monetary thing, a part of new V light. In my personal life, is I created a, a nonprofit. Oh, very cool! And I would like to try to help as many inner city kids as I can. And I really would like this to go citywide. The reason being is growing up in the inner city, growing up on food stamps. It was like I'm saying it's not bad, but I, I didn't know we was broke. People tell you like you broke. I ain't know you don't know you broke until you ain't until you got to need money. You know. What I mean? <laughs> so I grew up, you know what I mean? Not wealthy, not rich. You know what I mean? My parents worked. Um, then we eventually they get better jobs, bettered our life, moved, moved to a house, better neighborhood. You know what I mean? But over time, I noticed a lot of things uh, uh, that was wrong. And it was finances. You know what I mean? How could I, how could these, how come I got out of that neighborhood? Like the Will Smith story. How did I get out of that neighborhood? You know what I mean? It was, our, my family got us out of there by finances. You know what I mean? My mother, my mother got a good job. My mother became a police officer. My father worked for the school system and became a politician. And these were people that got us out of the net, out of that environment. But I would like to help these kids that, like right now in Philadelphia, the the, the death toll of children is ridiculous. Under eighteen, everybody says, "Oh, these kids are shooting." It's just just yesterday, it was two kids in a shootout across the street from each other on a major intersection with a sixteen-year-old young lady and a sixty-seven-year-old woman were both shot. Four people were shot in the middle, caught in the middle of a crossfire between two young guys. And but people ask the question, nobody really wants to ask that question of why are these young guys out there? You know what I mean? And I took the challenge myself. I walked into one of our um, what it was people were considered one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in our in our city, which is uh, out of Philadelphia, which is North Philadelphia. Right, you know the rapper Meek Mills. That's where he promotes. That's where he's from. Okay, North Philadelphia. 
Okay. So he talks about it in his music. It is not like I said. It it a lot of success. A lot of success comes out of that neighborhood. So it's not going to sit and say this neighborhood is bad. It's a great neighborhood. Even Temple Temple University is 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 home in that neighborhood. It's just a congested neighborhood when you have everybody in a neighborhood trying to get out. Mm. You know what I mean? You got to people don't people don't wrap their brains around the fact of a of an inner city block. In Philadelphia, inner city block has thirty houses on one side. 30 houses on the other. Just imagine that's 60 houses on one block. That's a lot. That's a lot. You know how many people it is on that one block? So how are they supposed to get out of there? So these children find different different solutions to try to make money because their parents have to work, which is a minimum, maybe minimum wage jobs, not making enough to 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 uh, uh, support living right now, plus with the price of uh, the cost of inflation going up. Uh, oh man, seven point five percent. You know what I mean? These family members can't afford working at a regular job, which is they tell you, America, you can go get a job at Walmart or McDonald's and you can still pay your mortgage, right? Yeah, right. But these two family members trying to make a living, they don't have enough to support their kids and keep their kids up to date. And people go say, why, why would your child need to be up to date? I lived in the inner city. I went to inner city school. Do you know what it does to a child when he's getting uh, being talked about and picked on because he don't fit in, because he doesn't have the shoes with the masses? Yes, it hurts his feelings. And then you grow up and you got little killers or whatever the case is. Well, you know what I mean? Because he been picked on the whole daggone life. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a perspective that not all of us have, that's for sure. You know what I mean? So I looked at that as if this NFT can help these children. So I walked up onto a drug corner in North Philadelphia. And I stopped and I asked the young, it was three young guys on the corner. And I asked them a few questions. I said, if I could show you how to make income. Would you be out here right now? He said, explain that one. I said, why are you out here right now? He says, I'm out here right now because of income. Sure. Makes sense. You know what I mean? How else are you going to do it? Just looking for no. Absolutely. I get it. Um, you got to any way possible to eat. So he says, I told him, if I could show you in crypto, this is what I said. I told him about Bitcoin, about NFTs, about the metaverse. If I could teach you how to make an income from that cell phone that you have right now. If I teach you how to make an income from that PlayStation that you have at home, from that Xbox that you have at home, would you still be out here? It's a heck no. I'd be in the house playing that game. I said, I know you would. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. And these are, these are opportunities and things that you do know about that. You, there are ways to actually make money in crypto with your cell phone. No, no doubt. No Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. And there's information that needs to be out there. Uh, and it's a great cause because not only are you getting the word out information wise to just our viewers and, and just people around that just happen to click in, you're helping communities, inner city folks, you know, people looking for an alternative, need an alternative. It's not even about want. It's about needs. It's, about it's a need. It's definitely a need. So that's what my NFT project, my NFT project itself is a part of that nonprofit. I would like to bring in as many inner city kids as possible to let them open their minds and be completely free and use their artistic skills. Because NFTs, we only, as most people would see face value as they've seen the uh, board yacht apes going all around. You yeah. see the crypto punks, you see different NFTs going around. Well, NFTs are not just pictures. You know what I mean? Their music. That's it's it's this is a whole new ecosystem that's being built around us. You got your artists, you got music, you got comedy, you got poetry, you got anything that your brain could think of that 
can be created into an NFT. Interesting. So people don't understand what NFT space is. So I figure if these kids, because they, they all in social media right now, this is a perfect opportunity to get the youth because they're all over social media. They see these celebrities talking about NFTs, talking about the metaverse, talking about crypto. So the mass, their celebrities who they're talking about, like LeBron James commercial, uh, just on the Super Bowl. Mm, I, mm. Uh, uh, with the crypto.com, the Staples yep. Center becoming crypto.com center. Yeah, that's so wild. People that's don't wild. understand it. I was talking about this a year and a half ago before it was happening. Right. People didn't pay attention to what the, what I was saying because they were like, oh, shut up, you crazy. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I accept it. And then again, it's here it is. This is the uh, this proof is in the pudding. It really is. In time. Takes some time exactly, sure. it takes time, but see what the problem is is I have kind of I pinpointed the problem with our society here in this country. We are designed in by fault, and we're we're manipulated by media, different ads. Yeah, we want instant gratification. Always, always. We don't want to work for it, we don't want to learn, we don't want to do it. So, this is like I said, a perfect opportunity to get the kids because. My daughter, my oldest child, she's 20. One of her uh, friends had asked her to ask me about NFTs. He wanted to purchase it. Mm -hmm. I said, great, mm -hmm. I'll show you how to do it. I'll tell you how to do it. But I did that as a, as a, as a trap because I know I can tell you what site to do it on and you're going to download it. And you're going to be so excited to go ahead and buy it, right? But then the problem is going to come into play is you're going to ask me, well, if I buy it, where does it go? Ding, you need a wallet to hold that. You, that 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 wallet in your pocket right now in this reality world is not going to do it. So going back to me, so now I got to teach you about wallets. I got to teach you about security. So now I'm talking to you about security because this NFT could possibly go from twenty dollars, fifty dollars, hundred dollars you paid for it, and tomorrow it could just. I'm not saying it's going to, but tomorrow you buy the right one, be a hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, whatever. What's driving that? What is it? Popularity? Is it just word of mouth? Like how does an NFT go from five bucks to fifty? Before you can find the value in an actual NFT, per se, you got to follow what is the community behind it, what's backing it. The same reason, like, what back your American dollar that you have in your pocket that you go to work for every day. Nobody asks who backs it, what's behind it, what's behind the project, behind the scenes, like we're doing today, what's behind it. Right. NFTs, you have to wonder what project, who's behind the project, and what 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 does that project plan to do? Like, my project. My project is I want to have children creating NFTs so they can learn that it's not it's not that easy to just get rich overnight, but you are building something that you created out of your own mind. That's your NFT, and you're, I'm allowed to teach you how to mint it. You're going to see now see ownership. That's mine. That's just mine forever. I can pass this to my And that's kids. a big thing. Ownership is a big thing, especially nowadays. Everyone has to rent homes. Right. You have to rent. You have to rent your cable box. You have to rent your router. You have to rent your rent cell phone sometimes. <laughs> you have to rent the remote. Yeah, it's like, what do I actually own? Do I own, uh, you know, do I own my cell phone? Not usually. Half the people don't even realize that you don't own a can soda that you drink. Right? Yeah. You know you you know you're only renting that can because that's the right. They used to have it on the bottom of it that they return for five cents. Yeah, because yeah. you don't own it. You bought that. You didn't right. buy that can. You rented that can. You borrowed the you borrowed the liquid as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's another that's another aspect that I was talking to the young men uh, out on that corner. When I told them, I said, Do you know I can show you some land right now you can buy uh in a, in, a, in a metaverse, which is just uh, on Decentraland. So you can buy some land right now that's more valuable 
in on your phone or on your tablet or computer that's more valuable than land that we're standing on today. Metaverse is metaverse is coming along. I mean, people better jump on now before it becomes this big thing, just like crypto did. Yeah, and you see these businesses like uh, McDonald's uh, and Disney really getting into the crypto space. Well, not not just the crypto space, but into the metaverse space, I should say. Especially McDonald's, they're trying to trademark their name in the metaverse. I know, I tried. I couldn't. Yeah, it's funny. It's like you can you can actually go down a list of different businesses and different brands out there, and like you can actually pick up that name in certain domains. Right, and that's another another part of the ownership that I talk about. Like I was talking to somebody uh, just yesterday about building a business. I said, if you have a great business model, you're using .com. That's great. You're on Web2 still. Not a problem. We're still there. Right. But if you can get into the Web3 right now with your business and you can set up your own domain name for yourself and your business and all of it on one address with one single address where you can have it to, if somebody sends you Bitcoin, sends you any crypto, let's say just Bitcoin, any crypto, you can have that domain name, decipher it and go to right to that wallet. Somebody send you an NFT and go straight to that one wallet. Instead of you giving somebody 26 characters of what your wallet name is, you just say, hey, anybody, what's your what's your address? I want to send you something. Well, just send it to me at newbielike.nft. They're like, what? That's it. My yeah. name is my brand. Yeah, you can basically, you can have anybody pay you through that that domain it's right? that simple and it go right to a wallet that's cool man and that's something i think is going to be implemented more and more as we go on there's a lot of pushback from our government it seems and a, a lot of pushback from these financial big wigs <laughs> because it's, it's competition if it you know it's it's definitely competition it's definitely competition yeah. but at the yeah. same time they're winning on both sides because last year when i i made a few posts like i said but i'm a little nobody 273, if I'm not 100% uh, accurate. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it is around 270-something. Uh, United States financial institutions all filed regulations at the SEC to buy crypto. Now, why did they do that last year? They already got some money in crypto. It's already been there. It's called USDC. It's called Tether. It's <laughs> Tether, yep. Tether's the big one right now under the spotlight. Too. Tether keeps getting sued, and they just keep... They just keep printing out USDT and they just keep paying and paying and paying. I don't know how they do it. Uh, I don't think anyone really does. But yeah, that's that's the big one out there. But it's it's a stable coin. You know, it's not like it makes you any money. It's just a filler. It's just a placeholder. It's right? just it's it's the American dollar in the digital aspect. The problem is so many people get fascinated with this dollar bill, and I explained to them a part of my podcast is I have to go back in history to, to for you to understand what I'm even. Relately talking about first and foremost for you to even right. understand it. Yeah. So and that's that's what we all need is a little bit of a history lesson, kind of understand all this. Absolutely. Stuff, you know? And and I believe that when I as I'm talking about podcasts, I go I bring up historical events that we have been taught through school, growing up through history class, things that we can resonate with. Hmm. And I'll bring those topics up because that's what you understand and that's what you have knowledge of. So right, yeah. Touch, I touch you right there at that spot. When I touch you there, now you're paying attention to. Now you're going to. When I talk about this one, now it makes more sense together to understand it. It's like, wait, you that is the exact same thing. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you relate. You can find that relatable, that re, uh, that that aspect, that tangible aspect where you. You kind of you you punch in or or you sink in basically to what's understood, and then you kind of grow off like a flower. You basically teach 
you know, what isn't understood yet, or maybe what's coming next, or maybe like just even this metaverse stuff. Like, it's just, I know about like Web3, I've heard about it. I understand like the whole concept of the metaverse and like the different glasses you can get, uh, but I, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know much about it. Like, is the metaverse one big metaverse, or are there different metaverse? The metaverse is just a brand name for the entire space itself. There will be several hundred thousand, ten thousand metaverses. This is probably all said and so done. Basically, they should be meta galaxies. Correct. So now there, there will be some cross bridges between some metaverses. And they're working on that as we speak right now. There's different uh, uh, metaverses that are partnering together. Reason being, like, it's the reason why Roblox is getting all this money right now. There's so much people, even uh, I'm not sure most people may be familiar with Catherine Wood. She runs ARC. She's one of my good, uh, I'm going to say friend. I like to be a friend in my head because we always on the same path on stock tips. Uh, <laughs> she seemed to be on the same page as me all the time. But I just read just early, just when I came home from work, she just invested into Roblox. I was like, dang, there you go. I said, finally, finally. <laughs> I mean, come on, Nancy Pelosi was into Roblox a while ago, and we all need to follow that. You, know you have I'm to saying? understand that, right? So if they're investing in Roblox, right? Nike store, if I'm not mistaken, just got into Roblox. So you can go to like a Nike store in a Roblox. So if you go to Nike store in Roblox and you purchase the Nike sneakers, and your your avatar is wearing those sneakers. Yeah, you okay. might want to cross. I'm not, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, 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 Roblox venture off with another uh, metaverse called Vortex. They say it's a, it's the same block, the block screenery for the most uh, box graphics. Okay, okay. So if they cross and you get crossed over there, and it's basically those two worlds have just merged. You can wear your sneaks in that world. You know what I mean? You can take your outfits, and you don't have to buy new things in this world. You can buy things in both worlds. You know what I mean? And, and it's interchangeable. You can take them with you, and it's free branding. It's free promotion and advertising for those for those businesses. Correct. Correct. Like Gucci just purchased into, um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was the Central Land. I have to look on my notes. I got so many notes I take every day. But I know that they just purchased into it, and as well as J.P. Morgan. They just bought into the metaverse. That's a big one. Yeah, JB, J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, we're talking some serious, serious people now. You know, it's got to at this point. You know, I don't think it's going to dive. That's for sure. I think that there's too much investment. Too, too many companies like built around. No, there's no way. Like I'm reading one of my articles that I just took up some uh snaps of, like Google. Google owns YouTube. Right. YouTube is now looking at new new opportunities into the NFT and Web three for the content creator space. How would I even access Web three? I can't go to like www.web3.com. No. You have to use a decentralized browser. It's quite a few of them. Actually, I can give you a quick spill of a few of them. I ain't going to give them all, you know what I mean, too many out. We take up time. But there's a, there's quite a few of them, actually. Some people, you might have heard of some of them. You definitely might have heard of some of them. I've heard of Brave. Brave is one of the, you know, one of the stronger, secure browsers as yes. well. I use Brave a lot. DuckDuckGo is another one. So you're saying I can access Web3 on DuckDuckGo? Where would I even go? Like, what's a what's a good? I don't know. Are they even called websites on Web three? They're gonna start calling them DAO. Like companies will be called DAOs, and that's a lot of the companies will be called started being called DAOs. So everything like on a I use I branded myself on Unstoppable Domain. That's a decentralized site. I uh, I purchased I purchased two names. I'm about to purchase like three or four more 
uh, just to have all my name. And it's really inexpensive uh, because, of course, my brand is not big like that right now. So if you want to purchase yourself, purchase your company name, it's probably like some of them is going to be like 20 bucks, 40 bucks. Really inexpensive right now. Blind knowledge may be, not be so cheap. I'm going to have to get on that blind knowledge Web3 game for sure. That's next on my to-do list of three miles of length that uh, that I have to do. But maybe that one will will come up to the top because that could be a really good investment opportunity. Now that I think about yes, it. it, it's I tell you, it's worth getting your own name before somebody else owns it, and you have to pay them for it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> before <laughs> anything's good until you have to pay someone for it. Now, when you purchase these domains, it's like your website. Now, once you purchase a domain. It will ask you and prompt you and to give you instructions how to build your website right from that domain. The computer, the AI computer system and the blockchain that is running on gives you instructions how to create your own website into the Web3 base. Wow. So it just gives you the instructions right there. Off the yep. jump. You can follow step by step, build your website, get started and implement your new website over into in, onto your Web2 because everybody has to start tra transitioning over to Web3. People don't want to. I get it. They don't want to start new. We understand. But we've had we've had an ice age. We've had we've had a stony. It's time for the digital age. It's time for the digital age, definitely. And you're gonna hear all about these topics and more over on Devon's new podcast, Bridging the Gap, presented by Blind Knowledge. So, how can people uh, how can people follow you on Twitter, engage in the conversation with you? It is at thus underscore Vaughn. That is T H A. S underscore V A U N. That's where the, the best place to find me, unless you want to uh, find me on uh, uh, LinkedIn, where me and where I found Joe. Joe I mean, oh, Joey B, you found me where? Where you found me at? Was it Reddit? Man, I found you on Reddit before the moderators kicked you off. Yeah, nobody want to hear what I got to say. They're going to kick me off for saying something. It was like this three hour window where I caught your, or I caught your podcast. I was like, we could do something here. We could have this dude on blind knowledge, man. We could definitely do something. And we clicked right away, man. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. Thanks for joining me. We'll catch up with you next Thanks time. Thanks for having right? me. Till next time. To the moon, man. To the moon is where we're going. Hopefully crypto style. Check out new light v uh new v light man i can never get it right it's devon uh he's got this thing called bridging the gap all about crypto metaverse uh, metaverse just life in general it's like a spiritual thing it's like this yeah we're talking crypto yeah we're talking advice and yeah we're getting educated but it's like this whole vibe this feeling it feels very airy and beautiful so definitely check out bridging the gap with new v light uh he is gonna be having so much good content just like we have all over the place on blindknowledge.com and uh, yeah, man, this has been fun. This has been real. This is another episode of Behind the Content. I've had such a great time. Uh, if you'd like to hit us up, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, maybe, you know, promote yourself or your brand or your or whatever you want, uh, you can get in touch with me at joe at blindknowledge.com. And uh, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, swap ideas, see what's good. And, and we're always looking to network and, and work with other platforms, man. I'm not about competition, I'm about community. And it's really important for me to, to do that, to network with different musicians, digital content creators, podcasts, live streamers, artists. Hey, maybe we can get some sculptors going on here. That'd be pretty damn cool. Well, that's another edition of this. My name is Joey B. I hope you enjoy your night, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.